1: Hello, this is Curious Cat Cosplay on Instagram and Facebook. And you're listening to The Marvelists with Peter Melnick and Eddie Wilson.
0: Welcome, everyone, as we make another cosplay connection. It's Eddie Wilson on the phone with a cosplayer that I've met at least a couple of times, a couple of shows, reached out, and timing was right, so here we are. We want to welcome in, off of Instagram and Facebook, Curious Cat Cosplay, but you can call her Cat. Welcome. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: Do appreciate it. Of course, we like to start, as with all cosplayers that we talk to. How did it start? When did it start? If you remember how old you were? And
1: Well, I guess my journey into cosplay, it's kind of a two-part story, so that's okay. It starts when I was in middle school, and I was a theater geek, like a huge, crazy theater geek, and that stuck with me through really all of my high school experience, and that is how I kind of came to love costuming. And also, I was kind of a regular geek as well. I really enjoyed watching a lot of sci-fi with my dad. I grew up with that kind of stuff. And those two things kind of came together for me Uh, later on when I made some friends who were interested in cosplay. And I was like, hey, this is perfect. It's costuming, and it's the shows and the comics and the games that I love.
0: Well, without getting into any age specifics... How old would you say you were when you discovered cosplay and you got your first cosplay costume? And, you know, if it was not so much of a regular, normal word in the English language, cosplay?
1: Uh, I was in college. Okay. I was starting out college.
0: And when you got into, like you said, growing up with um, the theater stuff, did you feel like you needed to be, and I'm not trying to be psychoanalytical here, yes. the center of attention? You, you're you just a ham. You wanted to perform. You wanted to express
1: It's sort of funny. It's the opposite, really. I'm actually very shy, normally. I'm I'm a very quiet person, but if you put me up on a stage or you give me a speech, it's like a totally different person.
0: Throwing a switch. You're in in character, and that's what we're going to get into, because you have, over the time that I've seen you, and I guess in the time that you've started since college until now, a pretty wide range of characters, backgrounds, setups, scenes, shoots, we'll get into that. The sci-fi stuff, though, like you said with your dad, what do you remember being your first movies or shows?
1: iRobot is the one that pops into my head. Mm-hmm. I loved I loved that one so much. We watched it so many times. And sort of along those lines, not quite sci-fi, but like Jurassic Park, uh, some original series Star Trek.
0: Wasn't iRobot, though, kind of let the little hairs uh, jump up on your back? You get scared, <laughs> creepy, kind of like, could this happen?
1: Oh, yeah, a little bit. It's kind of weird. Robots in real life like that, like, they kind of creep me out. But for some reason, I, I liked it in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And now as far as cosplay, that came about through...
1: Well, I was aware of it as a thing. But for some reason, until I had friends that were doing it, I mean, I was a little bit afraid to get started on my own. Once I had other people to go to conventions with, it was much easier for me to jump into it and really embrace that.
0: So you were invited kind of thing. You should do this. Oh,
1: yeah, Absolutely.
0: So you thought about it, you said, okay, uh, who do I pick first?
1: (laughs) Yes, I did. And I can tell you, it was a, a very terrible Harley Quinn, my first cosplay ever.
0: Why was it so bad?
1: Well, you see, I was a beginning college, like I said. I was just starting out, and I had no money at all whatsoever. So I made it completely with clothing I already owned, and I bought the absolute worst quality face paint that you could find And it didn't make my face look white like a clown. It just made me look like a sad person who never goes out in the sun.
0: (laughs) Well, you had the right idea. Put together patchwork clothing or hodgepodge of stuff, and you've got a a disheveled Harley Quinn.
1: Yes, (laughs) it was pretty bad.
0: Where did it go from there to what other character?
1: Uh, Well, after that, um, the next year we decided to do a group cosplay, which was a much better idea. And uh, we actually did the series Full Metal Alchemist, Brotherhood. Uh, It's an anime. And so I did Winry Rockbell from that.
0: Good, because you have to explain. I don't know much besides comic book characters.
1: Oh, sure, no problem.
0: I'm old, and my knowledge is limited, even in the comic book stuff. So some others might not be aware. And that's great you explained who it is, and I appreciate that. Mm -hmm, Okay, Harley Quinn, first one, favorite one?
1: Well, thats uh, it's difficult because there's so many, and I love them for so many reasons. But consistently over my time doing this, it's
0: been Catwoman. Catwoman, okay. More than one version? Uh, yes,
1: my comics version has been through many upgrades over time, but I really, really love my Batman Returns one.
0: Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yes. That was, I think, our first meeting at the Garden State Comic Fest about a year, I'd say, ago, maybe just yeah, 2019 in in June. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Thanks for utilizing and doing some editing on the photo, too, for a background. I really love the way that came out.
1: Oh, no problem. It was really fun.
0: And then I think the next day you had a Harley Quinn version, if you could recall which one it was, because I can't.
1: It's actually um, a version that I created myself. I really like to do that with a lot of my cosplays. There's some that I like to keep accurate to comics or movies, but I also really like taking aspects of all my favorite versions and kind of hodgepodging them into my own kind of creation.
0: The version of Harley Quinn that I met at this convention and what the elements were.
1: I call it Arkham-inspired. I took a lot of pieces based off of the Arkham game series. I really enjoyed playing that one a lot, and I really liked kind of the very gritty real-world type elements that they put into the characters' costumes in the games, and so I wanted to kind of bring that to life while not being exactly the same as her suits in those games.
0: So the other things, I think, though, as far as accessories that you had, were were there pom-poms? I know, that, of course, there was the red, white, black, the makeup, of course. I think you had the oversized mallet. Uh,
1: at this time, I've got a bat for her, and I've got a um, like a little cork gun. Okay. very fun. Yeah.
0: Very fun. That's a good way to describe how you were as Harley Quinn at the Garden State Comic Fest. I didn't know for some period that that was you who had just been Catwoman the day before. So you did real good. Oh, yeah. Or I'm very gullible. It could be both.
1: Oh, no. I mean, a lot of what I do is basically completely making myself into different people. And that's a very fun part of the art of it for me.
0: So you're pretty much DC in, in terms of the comic books. Why do a character like, you know, Black Cat?
1: I mean, I do also like Spider Man. I, I have got around to her and Gwen both. But Black Cat, I like her energy as a character. I just think she's an intriguing sort of. I, I like a lot of gray characters. I guess that's what I should say.
0: That's a good way to put it. And yeah.
1: a, a lot of my characters have been kind of darker heroes and slash like neutral or bad guys. I just, I like that element to them. And Black Cat definitely has that.
0: And I it's get just that. She's
1: an interesting diversion from myself.
0: So it's a state of mind, I guess you do, of course, and you see yourself in the mirror once you've put on the outfit, the makeup, you see how everything came out. Do you find yourself needing to or not adapting, you know, different mannerisms, maybe altering your voice a little bit?
1: I generally do not, except the one difference I would say is that I often do feel more confident when I'm dressed and ready to go. And I guess if I'm interacting with people while I'm in that kind of state of mind, I I might reach out and talk to more people than I'd be comfortable with, just as regular me. But in terms of specific character stuff, I've tried to veer away from that myself.
0: Do you find, though, when you're in costume, you're being approached by more people, or are you equally approaching others that are in costume and, you know, wanting a picture of them or with them?
1: It's both. I definitely talk to a lot more people in costume than out, and partially I actually did that as sort of a challenge to myself.
0: And that would be what forcing yourself out of, we're talking like introvertedness.
1: Yes, absolutely. I am a massive introvert, and I could literally just never talk to anybody and just stay shy all the time. But I didn't want to do that. I realized I wanted to get out and experience the world more. By being in costume, I am kind of almost forced to interact with people. And ultimately, it's usually a very positive experience, but it sort of pushes me in that direction to just get out and do it.
0: That's a great way to look at it. That really is. And I experienced, and once in a while, the shyness creeps in and it goes back to, I think, college days or maybe even before that, having gone to a local college, didn't want to live on campus. It was only 15 minutes from home, but could not see myself sitting on one of the um, benches or whatever in the student center with people walking by wondering if they're looking at you or whatever. So I wound up going upstairs to student activities, got involved there and started coming out. Of my shell, oh, awesome. of, kind of thing. Absolutely. So I don't know if that you know you have that similar. And I'm not thinking that people yeah. are people are always you know you have a, a phobia, but there's introvertedness and there's social anxiety.
1: I'm both of those. Mm-hmm. I like my alone time, and also I'm often afraid to talk to people. But yeah. the second one I'm working on, and it's been good.
0: Well, it's good that you decided to do this as well too. So I think it took a little texting and stuff, but I said, you know what? Why not? And <laughs> if, it's great that you know we can interact as fellow cosplayers and or attendees of these shows because i dabble in the cosplay i think you may have seen or i go normal whatever that passes for um (laughs) at the shows as well because it's hard to do both i don't know if you've ever had a chance to try and go and shop the vendors but if you're in costume you might not have as much time to do that
1: oh yeah i I like to collect art pieces so i'm often trying to walk the art alley while doing that and it's, it's an adventure
0: so it's comic art and maybe other related stuff too
1: Yeah, I have a shelf of little pieces I've collected over time. My favorite is independent artists, if I can find them. People who have a very unique style to do characters that I like best.
0: Before I forget, with Harley, I can honestly say that for what you had, and again, it was the red and black combo, of course, white on the makeup. Oh, the baseball bat, that's what you had. And I think it was a skirt, and I think that made Harley a little bit different in that personification.
1: Yeah, it's funny. It used to be a dress. Um, I got it from a friend. Because the shoulders had ripped, and so I cut it down into a skirt.
0: So you have a little sewing talent under your belt, too?
1: Um, a little bit. I'm not excellent, but I can get by.
0: Well, with Harley, I have to say, having seen you and being photographed not only by myself, but some others that were there, whether it was sitting in the chair of the uh, Batman video game or <laughs> yes. holding the bat, posing, arms open, and big smile, ear to ear. I mean, that was definitely a Joker-esque type look. I thought this said that big, wide Jack Nicholson Joker exuding that personality, at least to that, uh, you know, bordering on crazy kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Because that would that would suit it now. I know there are people who, whether it's guys or girls, cosplaying characters, will get into and recite lines famous for that character, or at least the mannerisms. And that's something you do maybe a little bit of, but not really the voice stuff, I think.
1: For pictures and posing, I try to embody the character. I just don't have the energy to do it in moment to moment of, like, (laughs) my actual living. But certainly I try to for the
0: art. Well, it's nervous energy, if anything else. It's the anxiety and hoping that everything is going okay and nothing is falling apart on the costume or whatever, right?
1: Oh, yeah, I feel that.
0: (laughs) Now, other characters that you've done, you want to just name a few of those and...
1: Oh, dear. There are so many. I, I am unfortunately amassing a collection at this point. I mean, maybe not unfortunately I chose this life, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I never thought I'd be doing so many. <laughs>
0: well, we go from Harley to Catwoman. We also have oh, yeah. Black Cat.
1: Absolutely. That I'm
0: thinking of. There's a Poison Ivy.
1: Yes, I do have that.
0: There were different Harleys.
1: Um, I did actually do a bath shoot as Harley. In addition to my regular cosplay.
0: Okay, that's a whole different thing, and that may have been pandemic inspired. I don't know. Was it something? It is something...
1: pandemic inspired.
0: <laughs> okay, because previous to that, I think I'd seen because we're Facebook friends and Instagram friends that uh, yeah, you started doing against a white sheet backdrop. Let's say. Um, yep. Of different, uh, let's say, Catwoman. I think there was a more like a Selena, yeah. Selena version with that type of a sophisticated outfit. Let's say. Yeah. And going to others, black canary now comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And then I guess after that, since you know pandemic meant much time indoors, let's get creative okay, selfie time and then it went yeah. from that to bath shoots. you even said it in your in your posting about you know making sure nothing fell, getting oh, the right yeah. angle and whether it was uh, doing what photos or a video Yes several of those.
1: It's a good thing that I'm about the only thing you can see in the frame because if you could see the setup that I have, it's just so ridiculous. basically, I've taken my camera and set it up on a random pile of stuff that's in the bath behind me. And I very precariously tilt the camera forward so that it captures just the outside of the tub that I'm in. And then I shoot in video. That's really how I've done all of my self-shoots so far. I have a program on my phone where I can extract frames without lowering the quality. That's how I've managed to do this and kind of keep myself busy during quarantine.
0: Now, at some point, though, you thought, all right, I want to do a bathtub. Where did that come from besides the pandemic?
1: Well, it's something that I've actually wanted to do for quite a long time. I have been following an artist called Yenra, a photographer, I should say. Well, he's both. He's an artistic photographer. And Yenra has done a lot of work with very artistic bath shoots. And I was very inspired by his work. I actually was hoping to work with him, and we were going to plan a shoot like this together. But since the convention I was gonna meet him at was canceled. I decided, all right, I'm still gonna do it and I'm gonna take it into my own hands now. So I started out with poison ivy and I went outside and harvested a bunch of flowers off of my plants and I plopped them in the water and that's kind of how it started.
0: And in terms of um, the costume, too, it must have been able to tolerate the water.
1: Yes, it is, in fact, a swimsuit. All of them are. I had them previously because of ColossalCon, uh, which is like a water park convention. I wasn't going to get to show them off there this year, so I decided I would get pictures of them anyway since I've got them.
0: So you're primarily shooting video and mm-hmm. doing the uh, pictures from there, and that's, that's excellent because you can get multiple shots for random postings. Yeah, so that's pois- why I've
1: made it a lot more efficient.
0: So let's see. We've had Poison Ivy in the bathtub. Who else?
1: Uh, Harley Quinn, and I did a Vampirella one, and I've just done Commander Shepard from Mass
0: Effect. Okay, that character I'm not familiar with. Um, Wait a minute, maybe I have. Is that sort of an orangey-looking blade of some type?
1: Yep, that's the one. I got an omni blade from the game company. I've wanted one for a very long time.
0: Okay, that's definitely expanding the horizons, because well, your interests are varied, and that's good, and not just maybe to the comics. Oh, yeah. How did Vampirella come about and what you did different with that shoot?
1: That was just an idea that occurred to me. Like that—that That is the most pandemic-fueled thing I think I've done this entire time, to be honest. I had done uh, the Poison Ivy shoot, and I realized that I was able to do uh, bath shoots like this. And I realized, while browsing Amazon, that there was a swimsuit that looked an awful lot like her slingshot thing that wow. she wears. And I was like, hey, look, I can work with that.
0: Well, there's some confidence right there in your own self, right?
1: I mean, certainly. It's, it's been definitely a good experience for, for confidence-building for me personally.
0: Well, two things on that. You're saying that the, uh, the red suit that Vampirella wears, for lack of a better term, looked like a, of a sort of a bathing suit. I'm thinking of a Brazilian type of style, if that's a yeah. correct analogy. Okay, so you had that in mind. And the other thing you did was what with that shoot? What about the water?
1: Oh, yes, of course. Well, I've been using bath bombs from the very beginning, but for this one I found a kit online where they stained water red. So it's very bloody and creepy, and I think I'm probably going to have a few more to post for Halloween. I still have one left, by the way, so I'm thinking about doing something uh, thematic with that, hopefully.
0: And, too, it helps that the Vampirella comic does have her, in some respects, emerging from at least part of her. She's in a pool of blood.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. One of my favorite illustrations of her uh, was by uh, Stanley Lau Arterum, and it was of her uh, with kind of like blood running down the front of her, and so that also really inspired the red water.
0: And I think it works, and I don't know if you did colorize the water for anybody. Was it for Poison Ivy, maybe, or no?
1: For all of them, actually, so far.
0: Are there any things like, well, again, having the confidence now, would this lead to, let's say, for that Vampirella bathtub shoot, you doing a Vampirella, but not in the bathtub? Like at a con? Most
1: likely not. Uh, (laughs) I don't have many uh, confidence boundaries at this point, but boy, that one is hard. (laughs) You know, it's obviously one of the most revealing cosplays out there.
0: I get it. I totally get it. What shows or what areas, states, do you find yourself going to in terms of cons?
1: Generally, I have been sticking to the, the Northeast. So a lot of New Jersey, some New York, and also Philadelphia for the most part but I've also gone down to Maryland for Katsukon. In the meantime, that's why I've been doing my own shoots at home and slowly at this point now, starting to shoot with friends again. I'm very fortunate to have some friends who are pretty good photographers, so I've had the opportunity to meet up with some of them and uh, try to do this as safely as possible, like outside
0: especially if the weather is conducive to it, or you're brave and it's getting chilly, but, you know, it's something that the character could call for something outside, like you did with Harley, the abandoned school, I think it was, with graffiti and stuff, and it was a great backdrop.
1: Absolutely. I really miss that location. Unfortunately, it's been closed down, but that was a fantastic opportunity.
0: Coming up for, um, we're getting close to Halloween, at least of this recording, September 2nd. Any ideas?
1: Firstly, I have an OC that I've been building, an original character, and... I'm not entirely sure what exactly I'd call her yet. She's sort of a demon tiefling type character. I also love a lot of fantasy and D&D type stuff, so I'm finally kind of playing into that this Halloween with kind of a a demon-inspired character that I'm planning to shoot in a couple of weeks.
0: That reminded me of seeing at least one character that I think had white legging pants and horns and maybe some kind of purpley top. Giant, giant in stature, I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah, that's uh, Mount Lady from My Hero Academia. I came a little bit late to the series, but it is one of my absolute favorites right now. And you, Takayama, is one of my favorite characters, sort of side recurring characters in the series.
0: Who else have we not covered? I'm trying to run through in my brain.
1: No, well, I look at my closet and there's a pile in there that I've got to sort through. <laughs> so I, mm-hmm. I am reminded of it often. <laughs>
0: Well, not to add to it, but are there any ones coming or in your head maybe at this point that you would like to do?
1: As I said, I did a bath shoot of Commander Shepard, but I've actually just recently finally commissioned the armor to do a proper Space Commander, Commander Shepard cosplay.
0: I think of something like that and I, the helmet comes to mind, but this is maybe not a character that wears a helmet.
1: I just sort of picture like full Stormtrooper armor without the helmet. All right. That's kind of the vibe.
0: Are we talking white mostly, or
1: uh, it's gray and mm-hmm. black, and it lights up?
0: Nice, gotta love those LEDs.
1: Absolutely, this, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm also going to be doing a, a visor with it, so there will be like a headpiece. It just isn't a full helmet.
0: Now, is this stuff that you're you know you're seeing pictures of? You're conceptualizing. Are you drawing? Uh, are you building? You you got help here with this stuff? I don't know.
1: This one, I have help on. I am not afraid to admit when I don't have the skills to do something, and this is one of those times. This is really my dream cosplay. This is kind of the big one that I've been hoping to do from the very beginning. I want it to be the best that it can be, and so I have commissioned a foam crafter to help build it.
0: Are there any others that you think you want to do, and maybe, at least so I could relate, comic book characters? You've done quite a few, and that also, any comic book characters? Are you reading comic books?
1: I have been... Catching up a little bit, or I was catching up on, on Captain Marvel a little bit earlier in pandemic times, but I've been thinking kind of strongly about redoing a suit for that.
0: A Captain and Marvel?
1: Yes, I did have one, but I outshrank it. So now I don't have a suit for that. So I, I have really enjoyed being her. I'm doing Ms. Marvel right now instead, which honestly I think is a worthy replacement, and I may just stick with that. I like Carol Danvers a lot as a character, and I'm kind of collecting versions of her, too, I guess you might say.
0: Well, I did see recently the Ms. Marvel, and circumstances were such that you had Herbie the love bug with you.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, I did.
0: Who would have thought, putting these two together?
1: Uh, I didn't till like, the very last minute, honestly. I knew I was being invited to this event, but I had no idea what I was going to cosplay for it, and this happened to come in time, so Herbie and Ms. Marvel it was
0: they put you behind the wheel and get a picture driving maybe, too?
1: Yes. Yes, they did. I didn't drive it because it's terribly old. It's the real 1960s bug and not automatic. It's manual. So I, I didn't drive it because he's a little bit touchy. Uh, like, I did sit in the driver's seat and get behind the wheel, and it was very nice.
0: And on the hood? and
1: <laughs> Yep, we opened up the back, showed the engine off. Like, it, it was a very fun time.
0: That's excellent, because it could be that it's a show car. Or it could be like myself that I can't drive stick, so it's got to be automatic transmission for me.
1: Oh, yeah, neither can I, but yeah, this was an original, so he was fully manual.
0: And again, that was a great combo, I thought, to put that together, and just fun.
1: Yeah, I actually have her comics Captain Marvel suit, too, so I really am collecting Ms. Marvels slash Captain Marvels.
0: I think it's a good run, at least starting from the point that I have, which was the Ms. Marvel stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's very super as a person, obviously. Mm-hmm. But she had a lot of struggles. She went through a period of depression, and I related to that when I was having a struggle, and she overcame it, and therefore I look up to her a lot as a character.
0: Would there be any uh, other suggestions? If there's somebody who's not sure they want to get into it, any uh, advice you'd want to pass on?
1: For getting into cosplay, you mean? Yeah. Honestly, just go with something that you love. I think the best part about cosplay is getting to express your passion for shows and comics and characters that you care about. Do something that has meaning for you, and don't worry what other people are going to think about it. Just celebrate it, because you want to.
0: It's your outlet. It's your thing. It's become more acceptable, So, and people do it for their different reasons. If it's just to get into costume, to have fun, hey, people want to take your picture, that's cool. Some people go pro. You've got a table set up, and you've got a banner with your likeness on it, and that may not be for everybody to do either. It sounds like you're doing it for the fun of it and to get out and to have some social interaction.
1: I was not made for tables. I really like to wander.
0: That's a great thing about it. So we appreciate, Kat, everything you've done out in the cosplay community for helping us make this cosplay connection. We hope to do some more and to see you out in some other stuff, hopefully sooner than later.
1: Oh, absolutely. I I really hope so, too.
0: Thanks for your time, Kat. We appreciate it.
1: For sure. Thank you.